to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Today, we are talking with the founders of Good Clean Wine, Courtney and Michelle. Good Clean Wine was founded last year in November with the belief that they won't let anything pass their lips that they know will make them feel bad today or tomorrow. It's made for the wine lover looking for a drink that pairs with their healthy lifestyle. Whether it's red with dinner or a rosé by the pool, it's wine to feel good about. Drink it tonight and still go to yoga tomorrow. Join us now as we say it Southern with Courtney and Michelle of Good Clean Wine. All right, today we are so excited to have the co-founders, Courtney and Elle, of Good Clean Wine. I'm personally excited because we had this at our getaway, and I'm going to tell you, like, I drank some Good Clean Wine, and I felt just fine. There, there's the new slogan, girls. <laughs> good Clean Wine, feeling just fine. <laughs> Thank y'all for being on today. Thank you for having Thank us. You. So tell us a little bit about you. You guys are obviously friends. Um, you have a history together. So just let's just dive in. Tell us how you know each other and how this came to be. Sure. Um, we actually met through business first. Uh, I own a day spa and Courtney started coming to me to get facials when she moved back to Springfield from New York. And I was, it was all businessy business doing facials. And we realized we had a lot in common. I had lived in New York Um, She's a dancer, a ballet dancer. I'm a former dancer, musical theater performer. We just um, had a lot of same things in common about our interest in skincare and the types of products we use and the way we take care of our skin. And she kind of has a funny story about how when I told her that I have an infrared biomat on my table, Mm -hmm. it's something she's familiar with. A lot of people aren't and it is for healing and it's got tourmaline and jade crystals in it and it reduces inflammation and I have it on my table and I rarely meet people who know what that is and she knew right away what it was and we were like "Ooh, we're talking the same language here so it really that's started how, that's how I knew she was legit yeah and then my also I'm really into SPF and Courtney is really into skin protecting products and she's an expert in skincare and I started doing her facials and she told me about this idea she had for good skin day yeah so I um this is Courtney I had moved back to Springfield after living in New York for 16 years and um was trying to find my my posse because the hardest thing to do leaving New York was, and when I say posse, I don't, I mean like my chiropractor, my hairstylist, <laughs> you know, my facialist, like that's my posse and that's really hard. So, um, I, I, Elle was, her facials are really just appointment only, like kind of an in the know place. Um, so I don't even remember. I must've just been deep dive. Googling. You were, you told me. I'd had some bad experiences in town trying to find facials. So anyway, I ended up on her table and, um, we just clicked and I started talking about my background in skincare and beauty in general. Um, I was a beauty editor for magazines for most of my career. Um, so I started at Jane magazine, which unfortunately I'm getting old enough now where a lot of people are starting to not know what that is, which really breaks my heart. But I was a beauty editor at Jane and then Mary Claire. And I've written for 
pretty much every other magazine you can think of. And I also worked in-house at Clinique as their director of communications uh, and at Aveda and a bunch of other places. So I, yeah, I know. Just throw that out there. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All the things um, I was, yeah, I had a lot of jobs and I worked for a lot of people at the same time as a, as a contractor. So that's why I have so many companies under my belt. So skincare is my thing. Like that's my thing. Like if you Google my name and skincare routine, like you'll get articles of like my crazy skincare routine. It's pretty funny. Um, so I'm kind of known for that and I'm known for the science behind skin and health. Cause along with beauty, uh, I was also ended up kind of evolving into a overall health and science editor as well. So fitness and health, nutrition, things like that. So I get really deep into the science and the experts and, and that kind of thing. But I'm really about like no BS, like no fluff. Everything has to do what it says. And like I check to make sure that things do what they say. And that's skincare. It started with skincare because I realized that with skincare, it was so overwhelming. And, um, you know, I have this trust factor that people have with me and Elle has her trust factor with her clients. Cause people know that she's not going to just try to sell them a bunch of stuff they don't need, that she's only going to do it if it makes sense for them. So I was like, this town needs, um, so we're in Springfield, Missouri. That's where our company is based. And I, I just knew that this town, I mean, every town, quite frankly, needs a place where people can go and they feel like they're getting real answers and they're not just being sold to and they don't feel intimidated and it's not confusing. And this at the time meant skincare. So um, we started Good Skin Day as um, uh, evolution of her existing spa. And then we turned it into a skincare boutique and a spa together. Mm. So the skincare boutique has a very small selection of the best skincare brands. And then we ended up launching our own two products as well under the good skin day umbrella. And it just took off from there. People, you know, just loved us and the way that we made them feel when they came in and they could ask us anything without feeling stupid or intimidated. And they were just so appreciative of that. And we found that we were talking to them about so much more than skin. So, you know, Elle is so much into the holistic nature of skincare and facials and, and I've got the science and health background. So, you know, sometimes I would spend 30 minutes to talking, talking to someone about their sleep or what they're eating, or, you know, Michelle would talk to them, their facial about, are they meditating? You know, just stress level, their exercise, how much water. And we, it's called good skin day. And then we started, people were like, your skin, like they're always asking us, like, what do you guys do? And we tell them what we do in addition to the skincare that we don't sell. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they start showing up at the same yoga classes or bar classes. And we all have this, we all, we all the same massage therapist. We all like all of our clients go like, we started like, Oh, this, they're like, where do you get your nails done? And we're like, well, we love this place. And everybody goes there. And we call it the good skin lifestyle because I've always, from the beginning, feel you heal your skin from the inside out. So we can treat your skin topically and I can help you with that. But at the end of the day, the long-term approach is healing your skin from the inside out. And I've even seen change in my own personal skin by changing my diet and lifestyle. People have asked me, oh, have you gotten Botox? I'm like, no, I seriously got rid of these lines on my forehead by like cutting out gluten. But I'm not saying you should do that because I do eat gluten. But I'm and just I saying, do get Botox. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, Sometimes. Yeah, we're not, not all the time. We're not against that we're either. Not against Whatever that. works. Everybody, yeah. Just, yeah, we're not against it. But but I. It's, so yeah, we sell the good skin lifestyle because we live the good skin lifestyle. So anybody that works with us 
also not only works in the spa, you have to live spa. You can't sell spa or skincare or the good skin lifestyle unless you're personally living it yourself. Because mm-hmm. it's just, you can tell. And just the way we talk to our customers, it's just very easy and natural. And, and we don't judge and we don't tell them not to use things. You know, if they like their skincare, they like, we're not going to tell them not to do it. Like, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you should just do what you like. And while we were doing all this, people started noticing that we also drank wine all the time. I mean, not all <laughs> I, some, not when she's working, but I definitely drink wine. I, I realize I can't but drink wine and then do a facial. But I don't give the facial. <laughs> That's good. Get, I just I want wine. No Botox after drinking wine. I want wine before I have a facial and after. We don't give the Botox. No. I, I, we don't do Botox here. We don't do any, we actually don't do any peel we have a brightening peel, but we don't do lasers. We don't do microneedling. We don't do um, microdermabrasion. We only do European style custom facials or, you know, Elle does them and our other estheticians. Um, we don't do anything invasive here. Everything is just based on face massage and, um, mm. you know, really clean natural products. So there's no injections here and no, but no we're not micro- against that. No. We just separate what we do from the medical spa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. It's just, mm-hmm. We're a day spa. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are so into not traumatizing the skin. And that also is like not traumatizing your health. I mean, it all goes hand in hand. Because ultimately the health of your organs and your whole body is going to give you glowing skin. Mm -hmm. So your skin is part of how you eliminate toxins. And if you have problems with it, it's because of something else going on in the body. And some of it's genetic, some of it's lifestyle. Um, So yeah. You know, we don't diagnose. We like to refer people to help people who can help them start nutritionists and things like that. But that led to, at events, I like to drink wine. Courtney likes to drink wine. So at events, And we've already established that I drink at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I sit in the retail room. I don't touch anyone. <laughs> but when we would have pop-ups or sales or holiday events, we would have, like, little truffles and chocolates or cheese platters and wine because we want wine and wine is always part of the party. So, Mm -hmm. so we started serving wine and then we would have wine at the spa and then we would offer it to clients when they were coming for a facial or if they were coming to shop, we would always be like, would you like some water? Would you like some wine? Would always be the next question. And it just became that the, the wine became such a presence and we didn't even realize it. It's just that we really like wine that we started getting lots of questions about the wine mm-hmm. and that's how it evolved. So it, it just evolved into what kind of wine is this? Why are you able to drink this and not, it doesn't ruin your skin. Why am I not getting the rosacea flushes that I normally get? Why don't I have a headache? Why are my eyes not puffy? Why are you guys able to drink wine? You know, enjoy wine as part of your lifestyle and your skin still looks good. Your health is still good. You're still going to yoga in the morning. You're yeah. still getting a good night's sleep. Like, how are you able to do this? I thought, you know, I thought wine was bad for you. I thought wine was, you weren't, you're supposed to cut it out. Well, wine isn't healthy for you. It never will be. But like anything else you consume, you should be, if you care enough to know what it is, what's in the bottle. So that goes for your farm fresh eggs or your organically grown tomatoes or your skincare, what's in your skincare. I mean, if you care about those things, it only makes sense that the wine is part of that. And the wine had been coming from Europe via L my suitcase and her suitcase. Yeah. So, okay, so that's I what had, I was going to ask. So you, I mean, people are not, people know that you're drinking this wine. I mean, it's you're not running to, you know, like the corner liquor store and picking it up. Right. I mean, 
Right. So I had been drinking wine since I became of age and I love all wines and I started having problems with wine and I started realizing it wasn't just the alcohol and it wasn't, I would have, I'd go out with friends to a girl's night or a meeting and drink a glass and just be like, okay, I'm obviously two or three glasses is bothering me. I can't have that. So I'm just going to have a glass of red wine whatever. And then I realized house wines bothered me. So then I was like, well, you guys, if we get like a nice bottle of wine, can we split it? Cause I just want to have a glass. So, and then I realized I would feel terrible after one glass of wine. And I was like, this is not right. This doesn't make sense. And my family and I traveled to Europe and I was in France and I was like, well, I'm just going to drink the wine because I'm in France and I'm just going to feel terrible. And that's how it's going to be. So I drank a lot of the wine, like a lot of it on my first day in Paris. Um, yeah. So like John and I probably had, I mean, I probably shouldn't say I'll get judged. Yeah. Don't we don't it. judge. We don't judge here. Well, <laughs> sometimes we do. I <laughs> and I'm able to fall asleep with no typical reactions that I have. And a lot of the reactions I have are like autoimmune, like a rash or an itch or digestive or hot or nauseous or yucky. And I won't be able to sleep and I'll like be sweating and then get up the next day and feel bad. And I didn't have any of those reactions. And I woke up the next day and felt fine. And I thought that was just France. Well, then it happened. In Italy, I was fine. Then when I went to Austria, I was fine. And so I have these wine suitcases and I started bringing all this wine back in my suitcases for my personal consumption. And then I shared them with Courtney and I would share them at the spa when we would have events and give little tastings. Um, Then we learned that there are wines locally that you can buy. So I started getting to know people at wine stores and we would tell people like, Oh, go buy this Vigna Verde. It's only $8. Go buy it from this store in Springfield or go buy this Scarpetta sparkling rosé. You can get it at this store. And we started serving those wines because I had to stop sharing my wine because it was my personal wine and I needed to keep it (laughs) for myself. And then we started ordering cases of these wines that we were calling clean wines, just Courtney and I, and we were actually calling them good skin good wine, skin like wine. as yeah. a joke. We were like, this is not, it's not bad for you, but it's like the best kind for you. So we would order like three cases of wine for our events to give out complimentary. And the people I would order from at the store were like, oh my gosh, people keep coming into this store and they ask for that wine that the good skin day girls sell, the good skin day wine. So every time I would order wine, they would order more cases because people were going in and buying what they were saying, like really obscure wines that no, like a Cobb Franc yeah. from Sancerre. And they're like, nobody ever asked for these kinds of wines. And it's people who had never heard of Cobb Franc in their lives would never have thought to go into a store and pick it up because the bottle, yeah. And the bottle's all in French and it says domain for that and Chateau and this and that, and nobody would ever buy it unless you're a wine expert, which and I wasn't a wine yeah. expert. All I knew was that typical wines made me feel like I'd been on an all night bender and these wines from, you know, certain places in Europe made in a certain way made me feel great, which is what wine is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you feel great. Not like you're at a frat party. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just started fielding all the questions about the wine and well, then we realized also, that we're we really were, here yeah. to sell skincare. And yeah. this was the fun part that I keep yeah, we, forgetting we about. We didn't really realize. We just are here to sell skincare. And on Friday afternoons, Courtney and I were trying to sell skincare. And after we were done working at like four o'clock on a Friday, we'd open up bottles and we'd start doing Instagram stories here from the spa where Courtney would pick a skincare that we sell and I would pair a bottle of wine with it. And so 
we started actually planning for this where Courtney's, I'm like, Courtney, what skincare are we going to do this Friday? And so she'd pick one of our masks and I'm like, okay, great. Well, then I'm going to pick this one because it goes really well with that. She would talk about the skincare and the benefits. And then I would talk about the wine and we would drink it and people were watching it live and they would drive to the spa and then they pop in and we're like, Oh, hi, we're making these videos. And they're like, can I have some wine? Yeah. Wine? This sounds really good. That wine. <laughs> and it ended up becoming like this. Skincare. Like a, yeah. We started doing it every Friday and people just started showing up for it and like hanging out and they like- wanted the wine. It, and yeah. we were like, we were well, like a free bar. Let me tell you more about this man. <laughs> and they're like, no, just no, give, give me the wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we still didn't know what was going on. And then one day, you know, we're trying to ex- explore how to expand the business because we were really, you know, doing really well. And, the, you know, the brand is doing really well. The spa is doing really well. We're getting well known. So we're sitting around one day drinking wine together, as you know, as one does. And we're throwing out ideas and I don't know how we found the wine, but one of us looks at the wine and we're like, well, this is the product. Like, this is how we, this is it. This is the idea. We need to sell wine. We were like, like this wine yeah. to our clients, yeah. like a skincare product. Cause our clients are interested in this kind of wine. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that's great. And then had all these other dumb ideas that are terrible. And then the next morning I remember waking up and thinking, oh my God, that's the idea. And you always know, like if the morning after the idea from the night before is still good, if the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh man, that was so stupid. You know, that happens a lot. But this one I woke up and I was like, and I called my husband in who's just, you know, skeptical of every idea we have because we're always throwing out crazy stuff. And I called him into the bedroom. I, I woke up and I was like, Kevin, Kevin, I think I, we, you know, we came up with an idea last night. And he's like, here we go. What is it this time? And I was like, we're going to have, we're going to, create a wine brand for people who are not wine experts, but want wine that will not trash their skin and make it really easy for them to find it. And he goes, that's actually a pretty good idea. And that's how I knew it was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) We have, I think um, we have this person who's like our mentor and they don't really know it. His name is James Altucher. He writes books about entrepreneurship and um, one of his ideas is called idea sex. And you take two unrelated ideas, they get married and have a baby and that's your product, but it has to solve a problem. So that's actually what we did. The problem was, is that all of our clients love wine, but stop drinking it. Like when we'd offer them wine, they're like, Oh no, thanks. I'm like, Oh, that's okay. They're like, well, I hate wine. I'm like, you hate wine. Why? They're like, well, I feel terrible. And we kept having these conversations and we're like, you should try this wine. I mean, I don't want to push it on you. I don't want you to feel terrible, but you should try it. And they would try it. And then they would call us and be like, I need some of that wine. And it was like, we only created the product because they were begging us for Mm -hmm. the wine. Yeah. Really, you know, you're not supposed to create something unless you have like, that's another James Altucher nugget. Yeah. And he, he doesn't know he's our mentor, but he is our mentor. And we <laughs> <laughs> may well meet him, but you know, he says, don't create a product until you have at least one customer. Well, we had dozens Yeah. who didn't even know. We didn't even know they were what we had. And then yeah. when we started talking to people about it, they were like, they were just like, okay, how do I pre-order? Yeah. I need it. We need had so many pre-orders. Yeah. Our, our whole process, this was June of 2018 when we came up with the idea and it was May, or I mean, it was last year, like Thanksgiving week where our red and white arrived finally. And, um, we had pre-orders yeah. and when the wine truck rolled up, it was late and delayed. We had like 20 clients here helping us unload. They were lined up cases of wine because they wanted it so bad. They were helping us move the wine yeah. in. 
because it was del- it was delayed and delayed and we had yeah. all these problems and then like I have video of like our customer like a, at least a dozen customers like waiting in line for the, like to for the truck to back up with their wine like Yo. people waiting for the delivery for the truck PR wine. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like helping us ca- unload the truck <laughs> like that's how much they wanted the wine. So. That's like you know. That's when you stalk like TJ Maxx, and you know that the truck comes on Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. And you just happen to roll in about four thirty, and they've got that that good good stuff. Well, we're sold out. These are the same people. Yeah. We're yeah. currently people. sold out of our white. So I think when it comes in again, we're gonna have another. It's gonna happen again. Yeah. I, we we want to get on that list. Yeah. How do we get on yeah. the list? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bottle right now in my fridge. <laughs> well, it is that twenty eighteen white is really special, yeah. and there's no more. So yeah. the 2019 it's, will be coming it's soon. It's on the water from Italy right now. It'll be in New Jersey at the end of this month, and then it will come to us the first week in November, the, the next white vintage. Okay, so okay. we skipped a huge chunk of the story that I've got to know about. So you go from, like, having a good idea of, like, okay, yeah, okay, let's brand our own wine. We'll do our own wine. Now you're selling the wine. What happened in the meantime? How did you find the wine? Who got it for you? How do you – I mean, are the grapes clean? Like, how do you know yeah. that these people are doing what they're saying that they're going to do for you? Good. That's, okay, that's a great question um, because clean is an unregulated term in right. skincare and food and wine. You know, there's no de- definition. So the only way to really know if something is clean is to know who made it. Um, and so that's that's the first thing. And that's the same thing with, you know, farming or anything like that. Like, it, it's really difficult to know if people are telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same with skincare Um as well. So we knew we wanted to be clean. And so we basically had two choices. It was like, take the really highbrow, but super inefficient, but really fun way to get it, but takes a long time and is expensive or take the short, easier, less like more low brow way, but be faster. And we chose the very inefficient, but highbrow way to find the wine. Good for you. There, yeah, we did. We did. We, we took, we took the high road, um, because there's no like wine spreadsheet telling you who everybody is. I mean, there's no really even, you know, it's very much of like, you have to know people kind of industry. Like no one's in the same with skincare. Like no one discloses their factories in skincare ever, um, because it's a trade secret. Well, it's the kind of same thing with wine. Like no one talks about you can't just go find a winemaker. I mean, you can, that's the lowbrow way. Um, but the highbrow way, which is also the fun way is you literally go around Europe and you visit wineries and you talk to the winemakers. Sounds so mm. painful. Uh, it sounds like yeah. a tough one. Would hate, would hate that. Would <laughs> hate that. Story because on the one hand, it's incredibly fun, but on the other hand, it's, you know, not the most efficient way to find and something. The, the language it's, barriers. Yeah. Language barriers to Italian and then we tell them our idea and they don't understand it because in Europe, most of the wine, there's a lot of clean wine out there. We're not saying there's not, there's a lot of clean wine out there. The word we use is clean, which is we minimal intervention. It's just minimal intervention is a long word and not as cute as clean. And our clients understand what the word clean means when they are referring to, um, food and skincare. So, um, the, you just, they, we would talk to the winemakers and they're like, well, all of the wine is clean. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand. Why. They didn't understand. This is not unique. Like, and I'm like, yeah, it's not, that's not unique. It's just 
casual wine drinkers don't know how to read a wine label. They don't know what to look for. They don't know how to know that their wine is the wine we're talking about. So we Mm -hmm. want to help you sell your wine and we need to figure out a way to create the label and the marketing and talk about the wine so that our clients understand Mm -hmm. and can easily buy it. Yeah. It's just to reach people who wouldn't normally drink this wine. I mean, our red blend is a little, I would say not unusual for wine drinkers, but for the casual wine drinker, our red is probably a little unusual. Maybe. Meaning, I love the meaning red. what? Yeah. So I, but if you saw our, if you saw a bottle of our wine and we did it as like an Italian Tuscan wine with all the, you know, chateaus, chateaus and, and blah, blah, blah. And the grapes listed on the back, the casual wine drinker would never know what that meant. No. And they, wouldn't, and they wouldn't buy it. Mm-mm. So we just wanted to make, open it up to a group of people who were not being talked to. I mean, really a group of people who are completely being ignored by the wine industry. And we just want, you know, wine is for everyone. And we want everyone to feel like they can drink wine and be more um, open to wine. And if our wine is a gateway for them to try other wines from other countries, then that's great. Because that means that now the wine, wine world is more open to them. And people just weren't really talking to that customer. Um, it was either, you know, there's like fun kind of gimmicky wines. And then there are some really clean wines that are a great price, but you don't really know. And so we just wanted to make it really, really, really clear what was going on, which is why we named it good, clean wine. So there's no question. So yeah, I'm guilty of just going and buying, you know, like a $20-ish bottle of wine. I don't really know. I, I go to my, Miami. For example, I'll go in, I know it, I'll grab it and go. What is a Miomi that's not in your wine? They uh, they won't talk about it. That's off. That's an off the record conversation. That's an yeah. We we plead the fifth. Is that uh, on speaking about any American wine? Yeah. So the thing so is, is it like preservatives? Is it chemicals? Okay. So I'll tell you what is. Um, I can't. Okay. Truth be told, because there's no ingredient list on wine. It's not legal or I'm sorry, it's not required legally. So there's no ingredient list um, like you do have on food, like packaged food. Number one Interesting. problem. Number Interesting. one yeah, problem. I never really thought about this. So truth be told, we have no idea what is in those bottles and no one does. So we really can't say because I, we actually don't know. Um, but I can tell you. And so we have we can't speak to other brands because we have no way of knowing what's in them or not. And and the customer has no way of knowing, which is part of the problem. I can tell you that our wines don't have added sugar, added sulfites. The only sulfites in the bottle are residual sulfites that um, happen during the fermentation process. No dyes, no artificial flavoring, no foaming agents, no, I mean, it gets pretty nitty gritty. Yeah, on, there's on, about there's, 60 there's a lot things, of things that can be added to wine. 60? Yeah. yeah, that are not grape derived. And some of that, they're synthetic things. So like all of the winemaking processes that are used to make our wine, the winemakers are using the natural juice, the skins, the stems. Those can be created synthetically. Mm-hmm. So like to ferment, wine, you need sugar. So a lot of winemakers add sugar and they add huge amounts of sugar to that is really not very necessary, but it's a way to mass produce wine and just kind of make it happen. 
Um, and our wine is fermented. The alcohol is created naturally by the naturally occurring sugar that comes from the oh, and fruit. Talk about the tanks. The tanks, The yeah. beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. tanks. So our wine has the same amount of sugar in it that like a piece of fruit would. It's probably actually even less because the sugar ferments out. And then our wine is put in stainless tanks. The juice is put in there and they're big, tall stainless tanks that have water circulating on the outside of it. And they ferment the wine by heating and cooling the tanks and normal, you know, wine processes that are put in big barrels. Um, it's a great, it's an amazing natural way to make wine, but it's, um, a little um, less reliable. So you put wine in a big barrel and you just hope that the temperature is right in the place that you are storing it. And that can, um, be, you know, that's very expensive to be able to have these big oak barrels or some can, you know, vessels that can be in a basement and a wine cellar and the weather will be perfect. It's kind of just like a piece of art. It's like, okay, let's hope and pray. Mm-hmm. We've done everything right. And we hope that this will work out. So when we say minimal intervention, we're intervening because we're actually putting it in a stainless tank and we're using temperature to control the winemakers, the fermentation, but they don't really, and they can test it. So that way it doesn't get too hot or too cold in the tank. They just know perfectly by using Mm -hmm. that water and our winemakers don't use extreme temperatures. Like some people who use tanks and have big, huge factories that make wine, they just know they're going to turn it up this high and then turn it down that low. But our winemakers test it daily and they know, um, you know, so they don't want to use a lot of intervention because it costs money and it's wasteful. And basically they're doing the minimal amount that they can. And so a lot of winemakers who use all these other additives and these 60 things, um, it's a way to fix wine. So people will plant the wrong grapes in the wrong soil, in the wrong environment. Like just because maybe Pinot Noir or Chardonnay is very famous, they're like, let's just plant this here. And it doesn't make good wine or good juice. So then they go and add colorings and flavorings Mm -hmm. to make it taste more like a marketable Chardonnay where our winemakers are planting native grapes in the right soil, in the right terroir, with the white, right weather, so they don't have to fix anything. Our wine is not sick. So mm-hmm. um, all those things are added, and a lot of people do those things because they think it's being creative. It's like a recipe. Well, I'm going to make this wine taste the way I want, but that's yeah. not on the label, and those of us should have, and mm-hmm. we should know how our wine is being made. Yeah, we just think, you know, like anything else, it's like, we don't care if people don't want to drink our wine, like just drink what you like and what makes you feel good. Like that's great. We're for people who just think they, they would like to know what is or isn't in the bottle. Those we're for, we're for those people. If that's something that's important to you, then that's why we created the wine. It, you know, Well, and we all assume that wine is just fermented grape juice. I, I never would have thought that there were dyes, food colorings, mega purple dye, or so many liquid smoke or oak Oak chips. They like mulch wine with oak chips. And people don't like it when we say that because there are winemakers that are like, well, what's wrong with that? That's the way we do it. It's, it's allowed by the FDA. So stop knocking it. I'm like, that's fine for you. But I personally don't want wine (laughs) with wood chips, with a side of wood chips. No, thank you. Right. It's just about, I mean, when you go grocery store and you, you're looking at ground beef and choosing which ground beef to buy, it's, you know, no, I don't, no one's going to judge which 
ground beef you buy necessarily, but it's sort of like you can choose what's important to you and what's not. And that's kind of how we feel about wine. Like you should be able to at least make the choice of like what you know you're buying or not buying in our case, what you're not getting in our bottles. And listen, like we said at the beginning, like we're not the only ones. There's so many great wines in this world that are doing what we're doing. And we drink them regularly. We love trying new wines. We love going to new countries and trying their wines. We have tasted amazing wines all over the place. It's just, it's hard to find those wines unless you're a wine expert. I do not consider myself a wine expert, even now. I had given up wine completely because I didn't know that there were these wines out there until I met Elle. And so all I needed was someone to point it out to me. And then I was like, oh, wow, like, this has changed everything, but I had no idea. So we're really just, now I can find my own clean wines or I can go to countries and feel comfortable about drinking their wines where I couldn't before. I just needed someone to point it out to me. So all I'm saying is that we're pointing it out to people because there are so many amazing wines out there. And and it's not an absolute. Like what we say, yeah. we know our wine is clean because we see it, yeah. we've seen it firsthand. So where can yeah. we find all this information? Yes. So on our website, we have a frequently asked questions um, button. So you can learn about our FAQ. You can learn about our certifications and all that stuff. We also just, um, there's an about us page. And then on our blog, there's a story post that is more in depth. And what's that website? Goodclean.wine. Yeah. And you can order from there. And we go deeper into the science of minimal intervention organic and biodynamic farming. If someone really wants to know the meat of that, it's all there. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Good. And so you order the wine, you can order individual bottles or you can order cases, right? Because we're thinking yeah. we're Christmas thinking holidays. gifts, we're thinking yeah. that's what we want to. Yeah, you can order any mixed amount you want. You don't have to order um, a case of one kind. You can do a mixed case. You Ooh. can do any... Any combination you want to do, you can order. Yeah, we're not a wine club. You can order one bottle or 12. You don't have to commit to monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly. And what's the date that white's coming in? Because I'm going to need a case of that. So. Oh, gosh. The first week in November. First week in November, I hope we'll have it up. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get my that. birthday. That's right. That's right. Well, before we let you go, we want to do, instead of a popcorn round, which is what we usually have, we'd like to do a wine class for dummies with you where we just ask you a quick question and you just answer, just first thing that comes to your mind, just give us the simplest answer. Yes. For wine just, dummies. For two for two women who just are, are okay. like your, what you were talking about. If I get any of the technical questions, I'm really going to expose how little I know about wine. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the best way to order a wine off a menu at a restaurant? I have, uh, have Michelle do it. Okay. No, like, ask a friend. <laughs> well, if there's a sommelier, you should ask for them or, um, ask the, and your server, anyone. I usually just say, Hey, are you familiar with the wines on this list and see where it goes from there and just tell people what you like. So, I mean, I know what I like. So if I, it depends on what mood I'm in, decide whether you're in the mood for red, white, or rosé, decide whether you're in the mood for sparkling or not. And that's a good place to start. Um, if you just tell someone, oh, I like white wine, that's not, you know, say like, I like dry white wine or, oh, I like sweet wines or, oh, I don't like anything sweet or, um, I like the flavor of oak. Or even if you just say, I like a French Pinot Noir, that will help people. Or I like a California Chardonnay, that helps 
Um, I mean, I can, this is a long time. Okay. So here's yeah. actually, I can't <laughs> answer that because, um, she once told me when in doubt, order the Italian Pinot Grigio. Okay. That's true. Okay. That's, that's it. That's, that's, what that's, what the that's the answer. That is actually the good thing to order too. When you're at like the VFW post wedding, <laughs> you are least likely to get a hangover if you order the Pinot Grigio. And but I'm, from I have Italy, tested it. From Italy. I have me tested too. it. I actually tested the, the Italian Pinot Grigio theory very recently when it was like, there was nothing on the wine list except that and like, and some other stuff that I knew wasn't good. And I was fine. I mean, you're at a golf tournament. Yeah. You usually have you're at the charity benefit, yeah. charity benefit, <laughs> uh, you know, it works. I, I a wedding, works every time. weddings yeah. are, you know, always ask for the Italian Pinot Grigio. Okay, that is, <laughs> that, such, is that is like a trick of the trade right there. I love that. Okay, so here's one. How long can you keep a bottle of wine open, right? So you open it, you have a glass or two, and then you put your little stopper in. How so, long? Um, pure, I think purists will say a day, but I think two if it's in the refrigerator. Red, in my opinion, and what I've personally experienced can last a little longer. So for me, I'll put the cork back in. First of all, it's rare that there's an empty bottle. bottle with <laughs> I know. Stuff. I'm just but saying. On, on the occasion that it happens, um, the red I've been able to put for three days, the, the wine after two, or the white after and rosés after two, I think this the taste starts shifting. The sparklings should be consumed within 24 hours, but there's the trick of the spoon do you guys know the trick? No, no. What's the spoon trick? spill it. So if you've opened a bottle of sparkling and you don't want to, um, you don't finish it, you take a spoon and you put the handle down into the open, um, whatever, neck. The handle, stick the handle. down in the bottle. And okay. so that the concave part of the spoon is sticking up at the top. And that will keep the bubbles the fresh fridge. for 24 hours in the refrigerator. Yeah. I don't know why. A few days. I don't know how. Yeah. The physics make no what? sense to me because there's still air going through it. I learned that as yeah. a flight attendant yeah. um, and that it works. Yeah. So that'll be, yeah, 24 hours. You can usually get out of yep. bottle sparkling yep. with that. Elle, I think you've lived nine lives. Every time you say something, you're like, and then I did this. I know. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Okay, so that's funny because I actually had went through this thing to order because I love Prosecco. I love I love sparkling and so anything bubbly. And so I went and found this stopper and put it on there and felt, thought that I had really discovered something when really all I needed was a spoon. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, I love those stoppers too, and they work, but the spoon works, yeah. <laughs> I love I'm loving this. Okay, keep going. I think you can get a little bit more time out of the stoppers. Restaurants use them. Yeah. Okay. And also when I um, am traveling with Prosecco, like if I had some at my house and then I was going to take it with me to dinner at the club down the street, I, you know, want to put a stopper on it. it. Yeah. Instead of the spoon. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. Okay. Because then you just look like a redneck with the spoon in a bottle. Yeah. And everyone's and like, I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> I just want to spill it. <laughs> now, you ladies love European wine, but is there one region in the United States that you would recommend getting wine from? There are regions yeah. in the United States that have wine that I will drink. Um, there are specific wineries in California. There's some in Oregon, some in the Finger Lakes. I think you can get good, clean wine anywhere in the United States. You just have to know the winemaker. Yeah. And there's very, some specific wineries that I love that yeah, I will I drink their wine. I had something recently from Washington State that was really good. And it was clean, 
I didn't have a headache or a rash or reaction, and I now I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I have a lot of good luck with Savion Blancs from Napa and Sonoma that are stainless. There's a lot of good practices in Oregon and the Finger Lakes in New York and probably other places, Colorado. I mean, it's you just have to know your wine maker, know. and you just have to go to the winery. Okay, you- so give us like three winemakers. Oh, I don't, we don't know their name. Oh, St. Supri oh, yeah. in um, Napa. Oh, okay. I thought you meant favorite. like the person. I'm like, I don't know their names. St. Supri and Savion Blanc, I love. I, um, what are some other brands? Uh, you know, I feel like we're so entrenched in European wines that I can't even. Yeah. I, I don't, I, Rocchi, Rocchioli in Sonoma is a favorite of mine. Um, and also like um, Inglenook. But in uh, in Napa as well. So yeah, and I don't remember what that wine from Washington is that I drank, so I can't help. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I bet you were a fun date that night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember where I was. But Saint Supri is a good Blanc. wine. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so if you had to snap your fingers and be, and now we're talking outside the United States. If you snapped your fingers and you were at one winery in the world, where would you go? Um, it would be. Piemonte, Italy, at Ceretto, drinking an Arnese, which is a white wine, very affordable. Piemonte is my favorite region. I mean, this, I feel badly saying only that, but that is where I want to be right now. Yeah. And having some Tagliatelle with white olive truffles because it's truffle season. And mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, what are you, what are you snacking on with the bottle of wine? Cheese. Cheese. Always. Oh, but also oh, we love spritz. And patatine. So right now it's spritz o'clock. So we would have an Aperol spritz with our spumante, our white spumante, three ounces of spumante, two ounces of Aperol, one ounce of club soda, and a bowl of potato chips because the oil from the chips um, slows the absorption of alcohol and stimulates the metabolism. And that's what we're probably going to do soon. Yeah, we're going to oh, do that. We're going to Springfield. <laughs> We're going to Springfield. We're we'll bring the potato chips. We're gonna you lay bring the on wine. the crystal mat. We're gonna get. Yeah. We're gonna get our faces we're rubbed, and we're gonna drink good wine. Yeah. Gosh, this is so great! Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Oh, sorry, I just interrupted you. No, say it again. I was gonna say the little bowl of potato chips with um, your spritz or your sparkling wine um, is tradition in Italy, Northern Italy, where we. Um, get our sparkling wines. They don't really don't serve it to you without a little snack. You don't even have to ask. And you don't have to ask. It just appears. And there's a reason for that. You know, there's always a reason for, for everything. And there is science behind that. You know, everybody always says like, Oh, if you, you know, you get drunk or if you haven't eaten anything, well, you really should eat before immediately before you have a glass, any sort of alcohol, because it's not eating during it's eating right before. So they bring the chips because when you start eating food, there's a little, uh, there's a mechanism that actually starts closing off parts of your um, stomach, so the absorption of the alcohol is less into your bloodstream. There so you go. Immediately before drinking, so there's a science to why they serve you the potato chips because aperitivo hour starts at what, like four o'clock? Yeah. So you know you don't necessarily want to get blasted four at four p.m. Eleven. I always say. Yeah, and we lunch. start a little earlier. And yeah, well, if you're eating, you know, drinking lots of wine at lunch, just eat a little bit of food before you drink. And even if it's just like a cracker, bite of bread or yeah, yeah one cracker. Interesting. It just starts the mechanism. And then the blood, the alcohol doesn't get um, into your bloodstream as quickly. And so you don't feel as drunk. 
So these are the kinds of things that are important to us because when we say it's a good, clean wine and it's a lifestyle, like these are the kinds of things that make it a lifestyle because we want to be able to enjoy wine on a regular basis without getting drunk and feeling terrible and waking up the next day feeling awful. Like part of it is we just want to live our lives. We still want to work out. We still want to get good sleep. And we want to enjoy wine as part of our life instead of it being like, oh man, I'm drinking wine tonight. Like it's, it's going to be a night. You know, <laughs> yeah. It can be like that and that's fine. But we also like to incorporate it, um, you know, more regularly in a more healthy way. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and doing this interview with us. We've loved getting to know you and hearing your story. Thank you. And we want to offer you, um, you can say this, a, um, a little code. So yay, yay. for you and your listeners to buy one, get one free of our rosé. Oh, no way. That's awesome. It's not over. And so it's B1G1ROSE, all caps. All caps. Mm -hmm. Y'all are the best. Yay. Thank you so much. Y'all are the best. That was really neat meeting both of them. Yeah. You know, after drinking their wine, they donated for the getaway. Right. And now getting to see the face behind the brand. I know. Isn't that a challenge right now, face behind the brand? <laughs> I think I, it is. It is. Um, they're so cute and so fun. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about wine. Uh, yeah. I, feel I know like nothing wine dummy. about wine. I don't, I don't even, I didn't even realize that, I mean, I would totally admit that this is an area that I'm completely green in because I didn't even realize that you could like look at a menu and order clean wine based on the region it was crafted in. No, I didn't realize that either. Man, it makes you think about well, what you're putting in your body. I was going to say, I'll never drink wine again without thinking, is this clean? Are no. there wood chips in this? What kind of chemicals am I drinking? And seriously, <laughs> I mean, the dye, the, I mean, everything that goes into it. I'm and sure. it's just so, ugh. I mean, it's one of the things that I'm just like, why does the FDA not require some stuff? Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's not a road that we want to go down, obviously, but because I don't know enough to talk about it, but... It's just kind of frustrating. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That like, there's no control over what we're drinking or eating. And it doesn't matter. They don't care. Mm -mm. Add in the sugar, add in the Mm -mm. dyes. It is scary. I I wonder why they don't have to put ingredients on the wine bottle. Like, food. Um, Low FDA. Money. You think that's what it is? Sure, that's what it is. Mm. There's too many Netflix documentaries that tell you that. Oh gosh, listen. (laughs) (laughs) But you, you really loved this wine. I love this wine. And I think, not only is, was it good, but so the night of the dinner, yeah. Friday night. Oh, at the getaway. At the getaway. Yeah, okay. Um, I, you know, we were working. We were helping out, cleaning up. I just want to make sure everybody was good. And, yeah. And really Setting wasn't the drinking. Table, yeah. Talking with the chef. <laughs> making the, sure the food was hot. Yeah. 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 So all of a sudden I turn around, I'm like, oh, I'm sober. <laughs> I really would love a drink. And it was kind of like... Was this after dinner? This was kind of like... Mid-dinner. Mid-dinner, right before the cookie dough came out. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to play catch-up. And there's nothing worse than playing catch-up with people drinking. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that's when I get crunk. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's no sipping. It's just like, uh uh-oh, I want to get to where they are. You do? It's almost like a competition, you know? That's like my competitive nature. You go back to like 98. Yes. Like... College, 98. Yes. Okay. Like, you won't be drunker than me. <laughs> Let me take care of that right now. And that's exactly what I did. I reached over, and there was a bottle of the clean, good clean wine, the white. 
And I was like, hand me that bottle if you don't mind. And I seriously filled up my water glass mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. of wine. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I but drove I'll, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. But I will say the next morning, I was like, I'm going to feel terrible. Like, I have to go to bed, all that. Woke up. I felt fine. Yeah. No headache. Um, I slept through the night. Usually if I drink wine, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll keep me up all night. And then I'm up at, you know, six with a headache. Yeah. And feel terrible all day. Well, that's how it is when you're in another part of the world mm-hmm. and you drink their wines. You're like, how can I drink? I mean, you know, and it's not like you're just like throwing it back, but you're just like, I feel okay. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily love, I've gotten to where I don't even like a red wine. Well, because it hurts my stomach. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. And so I'm just like, I, at this point, I just opt out. You well, know? that's kind of how I've gotten because yeah. I don't want to be hungover like that. Yeah. I don't want that headache. I don't, I want to sleep. Like, I need my sleep. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather just. Isn't it funny? You, the getting priorities. Old. <laughs> Anything that keeps me from sleep, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, thank you. Not interested. Um, but too, what they were saying about skin, you know, I'm a skin freak. So, like, you know, the skin is the biggest organ of your body. And mm-hmm. so that makes me want to go back and go, okay, what are you using for your skin? What are you putting on your skin that's that's not regulated? That I mean, she's getting that imported too. I do need to send her a text about that yeah, and say, we'll what are you putting on your skin? That. I love that they had an opportunity, though, to see a niche in their business, right? So the girls started coming over for wine in the afternoons. They wanted to know what they were drinking. And it does promote... A good clean life, good mm-hmm. clean skin, good clean wine, good clean wine, a life. Because good clean fun, isn't that what she said? Good clean fun. <laughs> That's what my dad always said. You just right. want some good clean fun. Um, yeah, it it just promotes their brand and their lifestyle, which I think is what helps sell a brand. You know, is when you promote that kind of life because you get you have to live it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, if they're we called them at the drive through, no judgment. For McDonald's drive-through, but if they were there, checking some box wine. (laughs) Um, I love the way that they offer ordering where you can mix up the different kinds of wines that they serve. Instead of ordering a case of like one thing, like typically that's how it is. You can mix up the rosé and the bubbly and the white and the red, and then there you go with Christmas gifts. Yeah, there's always people that you need to, you know. And the marketing is so cute. Like I love the bottle. That's such a great gift. Hostess gift. Here we are at the holidays, which, by the way, we're here at the holidays. I know. Oh, my I can gosh. Really talk about it. I oh put up a story today word. about the gift guide because people are having open houses, and they're having, you know, I mean, it's holidays. Ready yeah. or not. Yep. Uh, and time's about to change. I'm ready for that. Like, are you really? Yeah. I oh, hate no. a dark morning. Uh, yeah, I don't like a dark morning, but... But I also hate a late afternoon, Ugh. so I'm just going to be grumpy until March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get you some wine and just I Do you remember those days, like, when you had a baby and the time changed, and it was just, like, depression set in, <laughs> like a heavy fog? You could see it coming on the horizon. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, All here it comes. moms. Poor thing. I used to think, okay, so Jason got home. You know, he would get home after dark. I remember... Graham being asleep on the in the crib, and me just sitting out on the front porch, and I mean this was right in the height of my you know anxiety and stuff that I was dealing with, and I remember thinking, how am I going to make it through the night? Because <laughs> it was already dark at five thirty, and I was like, I can't do it again. By myself. <laughs> 
It's just like, I got to go check the mailbox again, you know, because that's before we were FaceTiming. I mean, now I feel like at least we're so much more connected at this point. Mm -hmm. But at that point, which sounds archaic, but it was only 10 years or 11 years ago, but you just feel like, oh, I got to get through. Just watch another infomercial. Yes. Yes. Read another blog about how to, you know, let your babies cry it out. And I'm like, I can't do it. I mean, it's just a nightmare. Oh, it's a nightmare. I'm glad we don't have to go back to that. Me too. That would, you talk about good clean wine. I needed that. Oh, I could have used. I needed some good that in an IV. Yeah, <laughs> during that time. You know what I do think is interesting though, with like Taylor May, like nursing. I really did look at her and like bond with her during sure. that, or I'd kind of like sleep while I was holding her or cry. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. A lot of lots of crying. But like Stella, I was sitting on my phone the whole time, like do 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 do. You know, just scrolling mindlessly. And I'm like, oh, I guess I need to switch sides. You know, <laughs> or oh, she's done. She's just spit up everywhere. You know, it's kind of sad. Oh, Stella. You know something I am going to take away from this episode that I will probably remember the rest of my life is when you're the at, spoon, not the spoon, but that's a good one. Yeah. But when you're at an event and you don't know what to get, and you know what I'm talking about, and you see red or white, and it's kind of oh, like, yeah. oh, God, what you're should I get? You're afraid it's all cheap. Red or white. Yeah. Oh, it's going to sit better. I need the Italian Pinot Grigio, please. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Which they are delicious. <laughs> They're clean and crisp. Yeah. Dry. Yes. I like a Pinot Grigio. Um, but yeah. that's what I'm going to order when I don't know. <laughs> when in question. I know. The spoon thing killed me. Well, that's just because you bought some, you know, expensive wine. Stopper. It was four dollars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here you go again. I'm just accusing thinking you, thinking that I'm, you know, all highbrow, and it's a, it was a four dollar. Now I had to search to find it, but mm-hmm. I, because I was like, these people know how to keep their prosecco day after day, mm-hmm. and I had to get to the bottom of that. But the spoon thing is crazy. That's like a tick, tips of the like tips and tricks, like a. Trick of the trade kind yeah, of thing yeah. where I just feel like that's one of those human head weighs eight pounds kind of useless knowledge. Right. But, I mean, that is a good tip. It is a good tip. Well, now that you know that little trick, you can get you some a buy one, get one rosé. Hey, the that's bubbly. so generous. They're offering that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, so it's buy one, get one on their rosé. And the, we'll put the code on the um, on the blog and then also on our Instagram page this week. It's B1G1ROSE. Mm-hmm. All caps. All the way across. Yeah. <laughs> Pop the bubbly. That's right. <laughs> we had, One of our funny stories that Jason loves to tell and loves to throw me under the bus about is when we went to Italy, which was, I mean, right after residency, we had we did it on the cheap, but it was so fun. We backpacked, and, you know, you didn't have any kids, so you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went. It's my favorite spot on the entire planet. The I'm probably not saying it right, the Cinque Terre, and it's over on the coastline. And so you have to go into the city by train, and then it's five little coastal towns, and you hike through each of the towns. What's well, about a 10-mile hike? I mean, it's pretty rigorous, and it's all up in cliffs and all this. So the second town, my favorite town that we stayed in was Vernaza, and we went to this uh, the second town on the little trail, and I we found a wine store that was just like, but some peddler, you know, yeah. wine. Well, I was like, well, we need this bottle and this bottle and this bottle. So we bought like four bottles. And then I made Jason lug them the rest of the hike. <laughs> Ten miles with two plastic bags of wine. He, I sprained my ankle on the trip. Oh, there was one, we had to jump down these cliffs. And so he has like handing me the wines. I mean, it's honestly like carrying 15, 30 pounds around with you, you know. Yeah. 
It was a mess. So I sprained my ankle on the trail. Like I had one cliff bar like the whole time to eat. I was crying at one point. Mm-hmm. He's like, and so then we get to the last, we get to the last city. It takes, it took us six hours to do the whole thing. And you take the train back. So right before we got on the train, guess what was right there? A wine, a wine store. <laughs> With all the same things. Jason's oh like, I, I really, I, I just don't need to talk to you for the next like hour. I'm going to drink one of these bottles. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going to find a cliff, try not to jump off it and drink one of these bottles. Oh, but anyway, so I still have a couple bottles of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what we're saving them for. We just have them. That's just a good story. You know what else is embarrassing? When you go to somebody's house and you take a bottle of wine, you're like, oh, I'll just take a bottle of wine. And then they're, they're like wine people. Uh-huh. And you're embarrassed. <laughs> like, what have you brought me? <laughs> And then they send you home with a bottle that's like more than your mortgage payment, you know, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean that just. I we, used just to, we didn't even drink. We didn't really even drink. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, it's just we just don't know anything about it. Yeah, I was at Kroger one time, and I had just gotten my car, and the Tahoe, it kind of tilts back, so when you open up the back, things will roll out. You have to put a net. Okay, up. I've heard this about Tahoe. I cannot. It's like my biggest. Everybody repeat. says this that yes. has one. It's like like slanted where the seats don't go down flush. They kind of, when they go down, they still leave an incline. Yes. So when you open up your back, if you're not prepared, like everything will fall out. Well, I was getting ready for, I I think it was a baby shower, which is weird because I was buying a lot of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the South. Yes. Yes. So it was a baby shower. We can't talk about babies without drinking. Uh, uh, uh. And I had had all this wine in the back of my car and then I had run through Kroger and, um, you know, I don't even know what I was picking up. Some sort of food, something for the appetizers or something. So I go, I open up in the back of my car from afar, like with my little key. Mm-hmm. And wine. No. I just see it. No. It's just rolling. Like, don't, 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 don't. I busted like 10 bottles of wine <gasps> everywhere. And I was like oh, looking around like, I don't know whose car this is and who's going to clean this up. Like, awful. Wait, so you were, where were you? I was in Kroger parking lot. Oh, and like you, all you didn't wine. buy the wine at Kroger. No, no, no. no. I had you, been in a liquor store. Yeah, I got all this wine. Okay. Went, ran into Kroger, come out, uh, open up the back, and wine. I could see it. Like, I'm, oh, no, 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 no. Just dropped it. What did you do? I literally got, like, shut it, got in my car, and drove off. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. And then you had to go back and buy it all yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just drove off. <laughs> well, that happened the night of the getaway, remember? Yes. We had those. Okay, so we were leaving the dinner party. I was driving. We were dropping off Mary Huddleston and her sister. And we had we were pulling. We drove down 30A. Uh, we were in Inlet Beach, headed to Blue Mountain. And so we, were, we loved it because we were driving the coast and all that. And then we opened the back of the dang Tahoe. The Tahoe, yeah. And it rolled out. Yeah. And it was like slow motion, too. It was. Remember, we all like kind of jumped back. Like, yeah. oh, here it comes. Couldn't, yeah. Didn't need a slice toe after my finger. Uh, <laughs> so, Sarah couldn't stomach it. I went to the to the restaurant right there. Remember, I got that commercial dish pan <laughs> yeah. in the broom and swept it all up. But that is such a pain. Yeah, it God, is. That's a pain. It is. It, what a waste. What a waste. I think it was a bottle of good clean wine, too. It was. We lost one. So sad. One down. One down. Don't worry, the rest of them. 
Went down, too, in a different way. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, we're so thankful to Elle and Courtney for sponsoring our event and believing in what we're doing and and wanting to promote their business. I want to promote their business. I think everybody should order. I'm going to take advantage of the sale. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because you really like rosé. I do. I'm going to try to get some of that white wine. Yeah. And the red was really good. It wasn't, like, real heavy. It was good. Just kind of, I don't want to say mild. I don't know if that's the correct word term for wine, but something that I feel like everybody would enjoy. That's the thing. I mean, I, I feel like I have all these friends that now I'm like, don't drink that wine. It's like poison in a bottle. There's no chips. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't want chips in there. Uh-uh. You don't need that dye. Uh-uh. So anyway, but yeah, thank you to those girls, and um, I guess we'll see you next week. Cheers. 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 <laughs>